podcast. This is Spork, and that is Fork. We are Grandpa, Al, and Peter. Um, welcome back. It's been a bit. Happy New Year to those who celebrate. Happy Christmas to those who celebrate, because I think we the last episode was before Christmas and New Year's. Happy New Year, uh, Hanukkah, and all Hanukkah, all- Christmas, Kwanzaa, all of them. All happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, to anyone who celebrates. If you don't, I hope you just had a good time. Good few mm-hmm. weeks. Um, we've got a couple things to talk about. One will be, I want to bring an update on, I believe I said I was going to give updates regarding my skin issues and my medicine. I am currently in progress. I'm waiting for a phone call so that I can take the next step. I've been approved. A par- I, I'm like 95% sure I've been approved because I was given an ambassador uh, a nurse ambassador who I go to for help and whatnot regarding this medication. Um, and I'm waiting to get a call regarding mailing the shots to me and um, then taking the steps from there. But if I don't get a call, then I have to call my nurse, but I'm in the process, which is great. Yep. So um, that's a small update. And I can, the next episode, hopefully I'll have either the shot, taking the shot or in process of it and i can give more details on it yeah that's a good lead because that's all in the process is getting older yeah yeah so with that i want to segue to your first topic which is what don't let the old man in which is also a song by willie nell um just want to say briefly uh that age is just a number. You could be 30 years old and feel like you're 75. You could be 75 and feel like you're 30. It depends what is going on in your body and what is going on in your head. And like in your case, the skin is the largest organ in your body. What is happening to your skin? All this affects Uh, what people say is our age. Birth date is just, again, an accounting of years that have gone by. Um, One of of my friends is, says he's 88. He, uh, I always say to him, he was my idol. He'd be out there on the golf course until he broke his hip. And he says, I'm his idol because I by myself and because he's still married and I'm, I'm not. My wife passed away. He uh, says, I'm his idol because I take care of myself. So with that in mind, I'd just like to talk about a few things because age is just a number. No matter what your age might be, you have to know your limitations because If you extend yourself too far, and it's good to extend yourself, you can cause damages. It would be like taking your car in a 50-mile-an-hour zone and running it uh, 100 miles an hour for a half an hour. You have to know the limitations of what you are doing. Uh, Sickness and health will make you feel older. Taking care of yourself makes you feel younger. The problem is 
that when all of a sudden, like a car, you break down and you get sickness or a problem with your health, that affects really how you feel. In my case, I, w- I have problems, but I try not to let the old man in. I get up. Sometimes I don't want to get out of bed, but I get out of bed. I do what I have to do. Uh, I wrote this note to somebody who's very close to me who keeps telling me what I should do out of concern and love. But it's also sometimes annoying. Let me paraphrase. When I played basketball, I wanted to take the last shot. When I played baseball, I wanted to make the winning hit. I I always believed that I was one of the smartest people in the room and loved to make decisions for myself and other people. I had the love and friendship of a wonderful woman for 42 years, but all the above is gone. But you know what? I still am Superman. I get up each morning and I do for myself physically and emotionally, even when I wonder why I I should continue to do so. I push on. I try not to let the old man in. Unfortunately, some days the old man is at the door and he's knocking very hard. And my body is breaking down. My memory can be a challenge at times, but I still push through. And on my bucket list is to get along with family and friends, not to become crotchety, not to dwell on what's wrong with me. And that's what I hope people will do when I say, don't let the old man in. Don't dwell on what's wrong. Be thankful with what is right. And I don't mean to preach, but what you, I wanna be constructive. Uh, it's important, you know, when somebody gets up and they have, feel like they're gonna have a bad day, Well, they may have a bad day, but think positive and try to have a good day. Try not to get into arguments with people because right or wrong, this affects how you feel. It affects your health. It affects what your age number might be, and it lingers on with you. So it's very important with the new year that when you make your new year's resolution, that You try to be patient with people. Not everybody can be your friend. And certainly, again, you may not be the smartest person in the room, but certainly you're not the least smartest. And you should get a compromise. Uh, If you can't compromise with somebody as to what is being said and you know it's going to affect your health, then walk away and don't discuss it anymore. Aggravation can be a very, very uh, age, age long process. If you're aggravated, whether it's over a girlfriend, a wife or business, it affects your health. And the whole important thing is never to give up. 
but as I said in the in the beginning, know your limitations. Example, I have some nice neighbors. Now I'm 78, and for 78, I'm in decent shape, although I have illnesses. And they'll say to me, oh, come on, let's go. You want to come on? I'll teach you how to play pickleball. Now, I know that my head says, let's go play pickleball. Pickleball's a new sport, people. It's, it's matter of fact, Tom Brady just bought a, a pickleball team. Oh, Jesus. Okay. A professional pickleball team. And I know what would happen. My head would say, go after a ball. My legs would stay in one spot and I could wind up probably hurting myself. So one has to know his limitations. So uh, try to do new things, but again, know your limitations. And basically, um, that's all I got. All I have to say for those of us out there who, whether you're 20 or 30 or 40 or my age, uh, age is just the number. Uh, again, I hear kids who I call them kids. They're people in their 30s, grumpy, uh, arguing all the time. Uh, they come off the golf course and uh, they're pissed off because they didn't break 80. Well, they should just look up in the sky and say, wow, what a beautiful day. I'm with my friends. You know, they don't appreciate that they're living in paradise in Florida as far as most of the weather is concerned. Politically, it's shit all, but uh, they're living in paradise. And the final note is appreciate what you have. We had a group of golfers. One was 88, one was, and one was 80, and two of us 78. Two of us are 78 who are remaining have illnesses, but we push on. One who's 80 moved away. The other one who's 88 broke his hip. And we had called ourselves the final four. So we're down to the final two. And we got to protect that final two. So if you're with your friends and no matter what your age are, is, appreciate it. Whether you're going out to a bar, and if you're hugging or kissing your wife or kissing your girlfriend, remember, don't, I, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna make someone feel sad or anything, but every day is a blessing. And I'm not religious, believe me, I'm not religious, but every day is a blessing. You don't know uh, what the last kiss will be or the last hug. Uh, so make every year of your life worthwhile and don't complain about your age and don't complain about your situations because situations will get better if you want it to be better and situations will get worse. It's all part of the plan. And if you get aggravated, it will affect your numerical age. So everybody out there for the new year, this is my New Year's wish. Be healthy, happy, and don't let the old man in. I like it. That's good. I appreciate that and I respect that. Um, 
to yeah. just add a little addendum to it on my end, being as young as I am and knowing that a lot of people my age are, are nihilistically, um, ex- not nihil- they're, nihil- they're nihilistic. Um, and everyone, you know, there's not a ton to look forward to at my age when there's poor jobs, poor housing and all this other stuff. And I would say, rather than trying to just be happy, I would say, try to have, try to laugh at one thing a day, whatever it is, even if it's a bird being stupid in the grass, or if you're, you find it adorably cute that a cat, a stray cat walked by and you thought it was funny enough to laugh. I think find a reason to laugh at least once a day, just once. And I think that alone will help. Um, and I think that alone is a wonderful thing. Um, and yeah, I agree with a lot of what you were saying in terms of being mindful of what you have. And I don't think it's necessarily sad to recognize um, that every day could be the last with someone. I think we've been trying to tell people that for years, for decades, you know, live, you don't have to live like you're going to die tomorrow, but you need to recognize that you could and maybe not take things so seriously like don't get upset that you didn't crack 80 you'll get it you'll get it it'll happen i remember when you used to tell me you were you were hitting uh 90s and 80s and you were uh you were hitting 90s but before that you were hitting triple digits and you were like oh i'll never get to 90 and then you hit 90 and then so, and then you had to take a break because of whatever. And then you went back up to like a hundred or 110 or something like that. And you were like, oh, I'll never get back there. And then you did. So it'll, it'll happen. It, you know, don't take things so seriously, no matter how serious they are, you can still find a reason to smile or laugh or something. It doesn't even have to be related to that. It can be the dog or the cat or the bird or the sky. You look at the clouds for five minutes and you see a cloud that looks like a duck and you thought it was funny. But finding a reason to laugh once a day, I think is a beautiful form of medicine that we could all learn from. Um, yeah, because it, yeah. it affects your age when you can't laugh and smile. I, I agree. And I think it also like, without getting too heady about it, is it, it affects a lot of other stuff. You know, if you're super negative, you're going to make decisions that are based around that negativity. So you're going to make decisions that are not for your best interest because you're already in a negative mindset. So, you know, being positive or working towards positivity, because I think there are people with forms of mental health issues and physical issues that they can't get past or they're struggling to get past. The intention is better than nothing. The intention to heal, the intention or the effort to work towards positivity, taking that one less uh, comment about yourself away or putting down the Instagram for an extra hour because you are you tend to doom scroll and get upset. Um, the intention, you don't have to get it that day, but the intention alone speaks volumes more than doing nothing. So I think any form of effort and energy towards positivity, love and light for yourself is wonderful. And I think it does significantly help your standing of life. So. Yeah, it's uh, also important to know that when, you, when you're with people and they're aggravating you, 
by what they're saying, remember, you don't, you know, don't let people talk uh, and say, well, blah, 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 blah. It's, act, it's like, don't let them piss on your feet and tell you it's raining, you know? Yeah, by all means, set your boundaries. Keep your shit up and don't, you know, just because you're happy doesn't mean you have to let people walk over you. Right. You may have to sacrifice some people for your happiness. That's what it is. If that's yeah. what makes you happy, do it. You know, right. not everyone's meant to live with you your whole life. So, yeah. uh, and then and friends included. Right. And then yeah. I would also add the idea of death as like, specifically in our society, we tend to taboo death. So I think having more conversations about death and normalizing it would help a lot as well. Because I think there's a lot of people that are afraid of dying or feel sad when their loved ones die. But if you look at it from a different lens, other than leaving, you know, you can look at it as something to be cherished and something that's beautiful and a form of evolution or life. Um, I like to think of death as an extension of life, not the alternative or the, the other side of the coin. It's an extension. It's the next level of the yeah. game, right? Um, that's yeah, what I like I, to look at. Yeah, that's why uh, when they say the average age now is for a male is 76 and I'm 78 and I have illnesses, I say to myself, look, I'm not religious. All I want to do if I pass away and there's a heaven, be with my wife, and I hope there's a good Chinese and Italian restaurant up there. Oh, there will be. Don't you worry. There will be. <laughs> they're, they're waiting for you. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're, they're, wait, they're holding the door open for you. Um, yeah, so, no, I get that. I, I understand. Okay, so you have something on a more serious note to talk about, right? Uh, mine mine is, is more serious and more ranty. So um, before I get into that, I would like to advise anyone who is listening uh, to subscribe and follow and share and do whatever the hell you want to do so I don't have to do this at the end. Share, subscribe, comment, whatever. If you want to comment, if you're watching on YouTube, comment uh, something you want us to talk about. Or if you want to hop on with us, you can join the Zoom call and we can do a podcast together. Uh, if you know me, you can contact me through whatever means you know me by. If you know him, you can contact him through whatever means you know him by. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. And I hope you guys are doing good. So now, next topic. Andrew Tate. Stupid ass motherfucker. Who's that? Andrew Tate? Tate. Not Tate like the balls, but Tate, T-A-T-E. Okay. Uh, in short, he is a, um, wow, I can't shorten it. He's a, he's a guy who got popular uh, through controversy. Same, same method as Logan Paul and Jake Paul, just controversy, controversy, controversy. Um, the difference is he adheres to that sort of far alt-right, like, um, Christian fascist, heavy conservative, very obsolete, outdated mindset of men, which is toxic masculinity. And like, you're like, women are not only do they belong in the kitchen, but they're less than men, like in every sense, mentally, physically, everything, and that they're slower. And that's why someone like Andrew Tate needs to have uh, four wives or, or three wives and four kids, which he apparently does right now, um, because he's trying to spread his seed. And if women could just do it better, 
he would do it more with one woman. Um, in the United States, he has three or four wives. I don't know where they are. He's not a U.S. citizen. Oh. He might be like a dual citizenship, but he's from Europe. Um, okay. But he got popular. He got popular for making these types of retorts and then having a podcast where um, he just spews more of this crap. And there's another YouTuber or media presence person named Sneeko. Uh, sneak, like you're sneaking with an O at the end. Same concept, same idea. Um, the only difference is this guy has a podcast where he specifically will, it's him and like three or four dudes. And then he brings on women specifically to just bully the hell out of them. And he specifically brings on either like women that are just sharing opinions and he knows how to manipulate the conversation to make them look stupid um, or women that will prove his argument right. He's not actively trying to have a conversation. He's just trying to push his rhetoric even further. Um, so he's a narcissist. Oh, in every sense of the word. So, and and for reference, these two are sort of the Gen Z branded, like the, they're the Gen Z Ben Shapiro's. So Ben Shapiro would be more of like a millennials group. These are the Gen Z ones. And so I find it, so it's problematic and I find it horribly problematic, but the thing that I think I find most aggravating, which I saw recently. So side quest real quick. He was arrested recently for what was claimed to be uh, human trafficking for the second time. Uh, but I believe it was in reality meant to be focused on money laundering. And he lost he got all of his cars seized. He had like 33 cars or something um, and a mansion in Romania. And all of it got like millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of stuff seized because they're going to see whether that was bought with laundered money or real money. Um, but people are saying that he has built this personality purely for the views and purely for the um, community building. And now that he's built his community, he's now going to go back to being a very um, religiously faith-based man who loves Allah and really prays a lot and is a good man. And people claim that all of this was an act so that he can get his community and he can make a lot of money and now that he has his money and his community he can do whatever the hell he wants with i find that aggressively problematic because um and i find it disgusting because the fact that it's still working the reason i say it's still working is because i i consider it the logan and jake paul template because that's what logan and jake paul did controversy after controversy they chose to they chose the boldest and most aggressive comments and as long as they weren't making threats towards people and they weren't doing anything horribly illegal, they just kept going and you just steamroll. And as long as you steamroll, there is a group of people that will follow you, especially in America. There is a group of people that will follow you. And as long as you continue, 
and you sort of wrap it around a nugget of truth, people will follow you. And people who are not educated enough will support you. Um, and so, like, for example, the reason why Andrew Tate got so popular is because he started off doing what a bunch of other people, uh, these types of men like to do, like um, they, or like Sneeko, like Andrew Tate, like Ben Shapiro, they like to claim that men are the oppressed in society, that women are, are too powerful and that they, um, that men's feelings are, are not discussed about. Now, and they and they go into men suicide rates. One in three men are uh, by the age of twenty one still virgins, while women are not virgins by like sixteen, and all this other information and data that I don't I couldn't tell you if it's true or not. But they they sort of pan heavily on this on the like woe is men idea. Now there are certain things that are true. A man is killing himself every 60 seconds due to suicide. Like mental health issues within men is aggressively rampant. And um, men don't get, are not taught to express or handle their emotions the same way that women get to, and which is a result in men's suicide. Those things are true. But the problem is, is they will take a nugget of truth like that and then encapsulate it with a lot of misogyny or racism or homophobia or other problems and so they'll say something like men don't get to describe or or express themselves in the home because the woman is constantly telling him he needs to be a certain way let a man be a man let him do what and she needs to stay in the kitchen and make him a sandwich so that he can be the man he really needs to be so that she can have her lane and he can have his lane. And so the lines get very quickly blurred for people who don't understand or don't know any better. A good example is a lot of young boys, a lot of young guys who are lost and don't have father figures to teach them or have a father, but they're not good enough to teach them anything that's worth salt. So, and the media presence is also just more present in their life than their parents. So they tend to gravitate towards what they're consuming and base that off their identity. And or they, they go start to their grandpa. Well, right. No, they go to their grandfather. Or they go on their own, right? They use life as an experience, whatever. But a, there's a lot of kids that look for help because they can't get it from their parents or their family. And so the internet because it's all accessible, has good information, but that good information is buried by a lot of garbage. And so people like Andrew Tate will encapsulate single points of good information around a, a mound of garbage. Same thing with Sneeko. They claim to be fighting for men's mental health and men's um, equal, like right towards whatever bullcrap. Uh, but in the process is bullying and beating down verbally uh, women for the sake of nothing other than to prove his own point. Uh, and the reason they've gotten popular is the Logan Paul and Jake Paul method. Controversy, 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 controversy. The thing that I, I absolutely abhor is the fact that sadly, Andrew Tate and Sneeko and people like them will 
remain in popularity and will remain in wealth because once you get to a certain wealth, you can maintain that wealth. As long as you're relatively smart with it, once you get to a certain level of wealth, especially when you can be able to cross countries like Andrew Tate, who goes to America, also Romania and anywhere else, you can, you don't, you could just do whatever the hell you want and your presence will continue to grow because you do not have a focus on anything else. You can do whatever the hell you want because you've got money going elsewhere. So, and I, I don't like the fact that these people can do so much wrong, get proven to be doing so much wrong. But because there are just too many people that are blinded and just love or because they align with that, because they are that bad as well. These guys will continue to be forgiven, like Jake, Jake and Logan Paul. Jake and Logan Paul have not lightened up at all. Logan is currently in a, a scam for a crypto app that he made. He hired like two or three criminals, uh, like indicted criminals. Supposedly. To... Supposedly. No, no, no. They're actual criminals. Like they've they've no, been in jail. I'm saying supposedly a scam, not definitely. Supposedly. Oh yeah, yeah. The app is supposedly a scam because it's not proven. But yes. the the there's a whole like YouTube video, a uh, three part series by a guy named Coffeezilla, who goes into uh, what Logan Paul did. He made some like NFT app game thing where you it claims you can make more money than you put into it as long as you play the game which is just the definition of a of a scam anytime anyone says you can get more money than you put into it you're not you're getting scammed um you are getting scammed right but so that's what i'm saying and so the app didn't work on launch there's people who lost hundreds of thousands of dollars the people who built or worked on the app together. Um, there's one guy that's a serial scammer. Like he's this guy, uh, Jake the King or something like that. Um, he has been a part of like a bunch of previous NFT scams, like rug pulls. And um, NFTs recently, are non-fungible tokens for those of you. Non-fungible tokens. They're digital pictures and digital videos. That's all they are. Um, people claim to have copyrights over them and there's ways around that. So NFTs are the dumbest things on the earth. Uh, but millions of dollars was pulled from the, the game because the creators took money and they sold it and dipped out. Um, and a whole bunch of shit, right? Whatever. I don't need to go into that bit. Now, but you, he, you said Tate also was doing uh, white slavery no he was doing um human trafficking it's it's alleged human trafficking there's Alleg so he was he was arrested once for human trafficking and they found no evidence they arrested him again like a week and a half ago for human trafficking and money laundering now i don't know what the whole human trafficking thing what the result of that was i know that they seized all of his assets for money laundering and to see if that money was done you generated actually or through laundering and i guess the laundering ties into the trafficking because two and yeah, two yeah. together yeah. right 
Peter, so what makes him different from these religious people who are on TV uh, or go to go to these arenas and they're saying prayers and they're going around raising uh, millions and millions of dollars each year and living the high life saying that they are, uh, you know, religious people, you should listen to them and people fall down and follow every word they say. There's no difference. They're just the old brand. They're just the old version. It's like looking at JCPenney versus Walmart or sorry, JCPenney versus Kohl's. Same, same store, just 30 years apart, you know, different company, different brand, but same, same deal, same concept. Um, those, those guys are my favorite because these are men that are in mega domes, they're mega, mega domes, and they claim to be of God and of whatever and live humbly and, and give, and yet they have a private jet and a th two homes and millions of dollars in cars and assets. And all of a sudden, the money that, like, they won't open their doors to certain people and, eh, you know, I garbage 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 there's a video recently of some guy he was preaching to his church and he's talking about how he has a rolex on and he's got fifty thousand dollar shoes or something crazy like that on and he's showing off in front of the church that he's wearing them he's got his nice expensive rolex and his like ridiculously expensive shoes not fifty thousand that was an exaggeration but like shoes that no one buys that are wildly expensive. And then he talks about his car that's very expensive and somehow manages to twist it into a way that's like, I don't want these things. I was just given them because I am of godly nature. Like garbage, 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 garbage. It's no different than Andrew Tate and all these people in that they're taking a nugget of truth and twisting it around people who believe are finding some form of salvation, whether it's through a spiritual religious deity or through a man who was trying to play a father figure. Um, either way, it, it, there's no difference in my book. Um, and that's why I've always had the, I, I always, to, I will always say this, that religions themselves may not be the problem necessarily, right? Like the general foundations of them, living um, humbly or being kind to your neighbors, giving, um, trying to find oneself, those concepts. But when you discuss the, the people inside these churches, mosques and temples, when you discuss the organizations around them, when you discuss how many times these books have been edited, when you discuss some of the dialect that was used to write these things. Now we have a problem. Now we have a big problem. But a lot of people don't want to talk about that because they go, oh, well, no, no, but that's not what they meant. Well, it's, that's, if the whole point of interpretation is to, if the whole point is that you're interpreting, then why can't I interpret it this way? What makes your interpretation more valid than mine? So, uh, uh, yeah. it's an entire rabbit hole worth of garbage to swing it back to Andrew Tate and all of them. Aggressive people steamrolling through society 
by being as controversial as possible and doing not even the Jake Paul method, doing the Kim Kardashian method. All press is good press. Because look at the Kardashians now. Back when they were doing problem after problem after problem, as long as they spun it right, and as long as they did a couple of things right, they're set up. Billionaires. Multiple people in that family are billionaires now. They well, will what, not have to do a damn thing. Hollywood, Peter. All press is good press. Right. But, but that's my point is there's, you know, you have to be able to withstand and continue to do that kind of thing. And it takes a very special sociopath to achieve that, that level of Jake Paul, Kardashian, um, grit. grit and yeah. determination. Because there's plenty of people that that can you can achieve that status or a better status through other means. You don't have to do it through controversy. It may be harder. It may not be as easy. It may not be the fast track. But God, oh my God. All right, we got to pause for a minute because Zoom's going to run out of time. We're going to chop it real quick. Deuce. And we're back. Yeah. Uh, Jake Logan Paul followed the Kardashian method. Kardashians did it that way. I don't know who was before Kardashian because that's way past my time. Um, but it, my overall thing is lead with love. And, you know, we can sit here and gossip and talk smack about these guys all day. Um, I just, for me, it's a heavy, heavy thing to look at them, see how much damage they're doing and that they just keep going. And it's all for the money. It's all strictly for the money. There is no actual benefit or they're delusional and they think that they're actually doing something beneficial for society. But either way, it sucks. It sucks hard. I have a... A different opinion on some of this. What? I believe that as long as you're not breaking the law and you're not hurting anybody, the Kardashians, I really, you know, I, I'm not a fan of theirs, but I look at them and I say, wow, they've really achieved wealth and fame and they haven't broken the law. And that you know I, of, that I know of. And when I went to college, and I was getting my master's in business, my goal would have been to do something as good as the Kardashians, uh, and not break the law. Because don't with, forget, her her their father was a award winning lawyer. And as far as Paul is concerned, the Pauls are concerned. They they've, had, they've had an ugly amount of yeah. um, problems with legal issues and yeah. evading that, legal issues and starting legal issues and what have you. Yeah. So as long as you don't break the law, uh, I'm okay with assuming uh, wealth. Uh, I Again, like you said... Um, you know what my my thing is with uh, I I once wrote an article called the God Factor, and this has to apply to people 
uh, who are narcissists and who talk and they get followings that uh, man makes religion and uh, a person who is a religious leader has uh, followers and they're his sheep and he can direct the sheep any way he wants once he captures their mind, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a... It's a difficult time. It's a difficult time that we live in when it comes to media because of how fast media has progressed. There is, there are swamps of people, and I say swamps with intention, um, of people who lack media literacy. Not even, not even like complex. You don't need to know what Web3 is. You don't need to know what VR and NFTs are. Just how to deduce a reliable news website based off of what's on the web page, as well as reliable media presence based off of context clues and common sense that you are taught. Um, and just things in general, like being able to watch a TikTok that someone's trying to sell you this knife and know that it's a scam. Or if that you think it's not a scam, knowing how to do the research to check if it is a scam. But there are so many people out there that just are so unaware. And I've been fortunate enough. I went to college for media. And whether that's going to be a bountiful job opportunity or not, we're working at it. But in terms of the media sphere, I don't ever have to worry, at least currently, about falling into the hands of like Andrew Tate because I'm believing that I'm supporting men's mental health. Now, the way you support men's mental health is by not pushing agendas that force men to be something that they're not. The way you help them is providing a a supportive foundation to let them do whatever they want, whether that's be feminine, be masculine, cut trees down, dance at a rollerblade rink, go bowling, play video games, um, be a chef, be a lawyer, whatever it is, foundational support for all of it and stop telling people how to, how to live. Men and women, but like specifically men because that's pertinent to this conversation. Yeah, so, there's, there's, there's a lot of ways as far as men and women are concerned to appeal to them uh, as like as far as business is concerned or to ignore them. Uh, there was a line in Peaky Blinders, which is- Hold on, six, wait, wait, which season? Six, season four. Okay, oh, wait, which episode? Episode, episode uh, one. Okay, because I'm I'm watching season four right now, and I'm on the last two episodes. <laughs> it, it, yes, season four, episode one, and it, on season four, episode one, this woman who is uh, uh, putting together a, a women's league. She works, you know, in the plants and putting together a women's union. Comes and says, just like in the United States right now. 
there's an inordinate amount of pay between men and women. And the big boss says, okay, how much is the difference? And it's, you know, Great Britain. She says, the men are getting paid 10 shillings more for the same job. And he, she says, and if we don't get the 10 shillings, basically, and equal pay, then I'm going to call a strike. And it's around Christmas time. And the big boss says, okay, I'll give you a five shilling raise and take away five shillings from the men. Let's see how you deal with it. So basically, uh, in all countries, and this was in the 19, I believe, 1920s. Yeah, something uh, in, along there. In, in all countries, whether it's now or whatever, uh, people like Andrew Tate and all these people, they play on words. And if you don't listen, if you don't listen to what is said and you don't grasp what the intent is, there could be trouble, like with her. If she didn't listen, she'd say, oh, good, I got a, I'm with, I got a five, five shilling raise for my people. Yeah, now she's going to have to deal with all the men around her who have families and kids, he says, that are going to lose five shillings. So we got to watch out for plays on words also. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's overall a media literacy problem. And I'm not going to sit here and blame each individual. No, it's a media literacy problem. It's an yeah. educational problem. People right. aren't taught how to maneuver through the media realm and what it means. And that's where it's at. And it's it's hard because consistently there is a demographic of people that will support Andrew Tate and Sneeko and mm -hmm. Logan Paul meat writers and things like like they those types of people are are very specific demographic very specific demographic. And those who support tend to have incomplete knowledge of the implications of it, right? Like, and I disagree with you in the idea of like, if you're doing, as long as it's within the bounds of legality, it's okay. I disagree because I know that the law is not set up fairly and that it is set up for those who are men, white with money. Okay. Or, or those with money. And so therefore, if you're doing it within the law, I'm not saying do it outside of the law, but what I'm saying is there is an inherent problem no matter which way you go. So it, is a, prob so it is a problem, period. I don't agree with as long as it's within the law that it's okay. Because like I just said, if it's in the, like there are laws explicitly established to outright undermine poor people, minorities, people of color, and so on and so forth. Absolutely. Um, a perfect example, which we can close on this, is Missouri just passed a law that if anyone is caught sleeping or living on state-owned property, you will be jailed for 15 days and fined $750. Now, who... Do you think sleeps and lives on state-owned property? Yeah, the homeless. Please tell me how they're paying $750. They're not. So one of two things happens. They have to move states, which in turn directly 
cleans up the city, quote unquote, or they get to put them in jail. And they still get to clean up the city and put them away, which is what a lot of wealthy people want to do is they want to just put homeless people in jail so that they're out of their their sight and out of mind. Um, So just just to further that laws do not always equate to fairness. Why? There's no reason for that at all, in especially in Missouri, of all places. So I agree. I agree with you. But with that. I want to circle it all the way back to don't get old. Um, don't let the old man in. We spoke about some po- we spoke about some nice things, some positive things, and some negative things. Find something to laugh about once a day or something to smile about if you can't laugh. Um, half step is better than no step. Find Good. something to smile or laugh about. And don't take things so seriously. I think people lose the idea that you can change, you can start over, you can do things because none of it, like your items, your materials can be replaced. They don't matter, you know? And so, you know, it, things don't ever have to be that serious ever, ever. It never has to be that serious, depending on how accepting and broad you're willing to like perceptively um, agree with. So with that, I hope you all are having a wonderful new year if you celebrate and if you do that kind of thing. Um, I agree. And we will see you in the next one. Tell us what you want to talk about. Otherwise, we will talk about something else. Yeah, maybe something uh, that's pertinent to your lifestyle. Yes. Okay, people, good to, good to speak with you again. It's 2023. Remember... Write 2023 if you're still writing checks. Yeah, that's right. 2023, not 2022. I know that's going to be my problem for the next month. Oh, God. All right. Till the next one. Peace Peace out. Love you guys.